0: I worked the Roy Rogers show.
1: (laughs) Roy Rogers, he really had difficulty reading. Uh, (laughs) If it it weren't for Dale Evans sort of coaching him, but he was a lovely man. Mm -hmm. He was a delightful person. He was sweet. On the other hand, there was Gene Autry.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: He was an angel. one (laughs) One of the least pleasant people I've ever met in my life.
3: Who was the Hedda Hopper clone in the old days? It was Hedda Hopper in the other one. Luella, Luella Parsons. Parsons. Yeah. Do you remember Luella Parsons' radio show on ABC? Yeah. Uh-huh. Luella Parsons, God bless her, read to the end of each line as though it were the end of a period, the end of a sentence or a paragraph. Right, right, The <laughs> end of a line. It could have no punctuation at all. It could be the word the, and she would drop it as though it were a full stop. I was on the show one time when she said, Van Johnson ...was born in India... ...Napolis, Indiana...
1: (laughs) Oh, I love it! (laughs) Try try
3: doing radio with people like (laughs) this...
1: ...and just... The Roy Rogers Radio Show... Yes, folks, it's the Roy Rogers Radio Show... ...for the whole family... ...adventure... ...suspense... ...mystery... And music, starring Roy Rogers, King of the Cowboys, and Dale Evans, Queen of the West, with Pat Brady, the Mellow Men, and an all-star cast. And now, here to greet you with a song and a story, are Roy and Dale.
3: Far away places, with
0: strange-sounding names. Well, good evening, folks. Greetings again to the whole family. Our song tonight is about faraway places, and so is our story. It's a very unusual story and one that we really can't explain, but we thought you might enjoy hearing it and then maybe draw your own conclusions and arrive at your own explanation for the mysterious series of events that took place when we visited Paul and Julia Sanders a few months ago. We'd been down to El Paso on a personal appearance engagement, and Paul was a scientist at the Atomic Research Center about 30 miles outside of town. Paul and Julia had been friends of ours for many years, so of course when they invited us to spend a few days with them, we accepted. They lived in a rented house in El Paso because Julia wasn't allowed inside the atomic center. The night we arrived, she told us that Paul had spent the previous night and all that day at the center, but that she expected him home shortly.
4: It's so good to have you here. Paul ought to be along any minute. It's good to be here, Julia.
0: We've sure been looking forward to it. Boy, I'll say. (laughs) What's that? I smell
4: cooking. Oh, that's probably Paul. Now, excuse me. Yes?
3: Mrs. Sanders? Yes. I'm Forbes from the Bureau in Washington. Here's my identification. Oh. Oh,
4: yes, please come in.
3: Thank you. Is uh, your husband here, Mrs. Sanders?
4: No, but I expect him shortly. Is there anything I can do?
3: When did you see him last, Mrs. Sanders? Well
4: yesterday morning when he went to work. He didn't come home last night. He phoned and said he'd have to spend the night at the center. He does that sometimes. Yes, I know.
3: You're sure that you haven't seen or heard from him in the past few hours?
4: What is it, Mr. Forbes? something happened to Paul?
3: We don't know, Mrs. Sanders. We really don't know much of anything. Except that your husband seems to have disappeared. <laughs>
2: Rogers was born on November 5th, 1911, in Cincinnati, Ohio. He spent much of the early 1930s performing with groups like Uncle Tom Murray's Hollywood Hillbillies, the Texas Outlaws, and the Rocky Mountaineers. In mid decade, he joined up with Bob Nolan to form the Sons of the Pioneers. By 1935, they were appearing in bit parts for Republic Pictures. Two years later, Republic's top cowboy Gene Autry quit in a dispute, and Rogers became a star. He bought a Palomino colt, named it Trigger, and taught it tricks that were guaranteed crowd-pleasers. Rogers was soon nip and tuck with Audrey at the box office. In the mid-1940s, he was among the top ten moneymakers in the entire industry. He came to radio in 1944 over Mutual. His second wife, Arlene, died in 1946. He married his co-star, Dale Evans, on New Year's Eve 1947. Hollywood Radio's Best loved working with Roy. His radio show moved to NBC in 1951, where he also ventured into TV. In 1953, new sponsor Dodge asked the show to be more adult-oriented. Writer-director Ralph Rose came up with a mystery format, with Evans's song usually figuring into the plot. The January 27, 1955 episode was called Faraway Places.
3: I'm glad to meet you, Mr. Rogers, Miss Evans, Mr. Brady. How I'm do you, here. Do you do, sir? Mr. Rogers, this might be a very fortunate coincidence, your being here. Perhaps you can help. Well, we'll be glad to do anything we can, Mr. Forbes.
4: When did you first discover that Paul was gone?
3: About 7 o'clock this morning.
4: It's almost supper time. Why haven't you let me know before this?
3: We've been searching the grounds and buildings of the center. It's a large place, you know. We we wanted to be sure, absolutely sure that he was missing.
4: Julia, did Paul drive his car to the center yesterday? Yes. Well, that might be a lead, Mr. Forbes. Try looking for the car.
3: We know where the car is, Miss Evans. Where? In the parking lot inside the center.
4: Oh. Well, then Paul didn't leave the center in the car.
3: Miss Evans, getting in and out of an atomic research center is as hard as getting into the White House without a pass. There are three checkpoints that everyone must pass through. Paul Sanders checked in at 8.30 a.m. yesterday morning. He was not checked out gee whiz. Gosh, oh, Hemlock. That makes it pretty simple. He must still be there. Yeah, but he isn't.
4: But, Mr. Forbes, isn't it possible that he could have left some other way besides going through the checkpoints, I mean?
3: Well, I don't see how. The entire area is surrounded by a fence over 15 feet high and patrolled by armed guards. The fence is charged with electricity. Anyone who touches it would be instantly killed. Mm. Now, frankly, we're up against a blank wall. Paul isn't inside the center, but we can't understand how he could have gotten out. Mr. Rogers, uh, would you care to come over to the center and have a look around? Maybe a fresh mind on this. uh, Well, perhaps you'll notice something that I've overlooked. Sure, Mr. Forbes. I'll be glad to. Good. I'll leave a pass for you at the outer gate. Suppose you meet me in my office tomorrow morning. See your pass, sir? Sure. All right, Mr. Rogers, you may enter the radiation detection area. If your clothing or anything on or about your person is radioactive, an alarm will sound. Walk straight ahead, sir. After you pass through the detection lock, you'll see Mr. Forbes' office on your left. Thank you.
1: Tag, mein Herr. You are uh, Rogers, yeah? Yes. I am Professor Braun. Mr. Forbes told me you were coming, Herr Rogers. I am to be your escort. Oh, well, thank you. Good morning, Roy. Professor? Uh,
3: Good morning, Mr. Forbes. Sit down. I've asked Professor Braun to take you around the center, Roy. Show you the room he shared with Paul. Sanders' personal belongings is still there.
0: Personal belongings? But I understood
1: that Paul only stayed here overnight occasionally. Yeah, that's right. Well, what do you mean by his personal belongings? When Paul Sanders disappeared here, Rogers, he was wearing his pajamas, his bathrobe, and his slippers. The rest of his things are still in the room. <laughs> As you can see the room is padlocked. This was done by security as soon as I discovered that Paul was gone. And uh, when was that, Professor? Uh, yesterday morning, about 7 o'clock. When I awoke, he was gone. You mean to say that you were in the room all night with him and that he left without disturbing you? <laughs> Since I am now an American citizen, Herr Rogers, I sleep very soundly. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Paul simply put on his bathrobe and his slippers and walked out. He made no noise at least not enough noise to awaken me uh, this is the closet you see his suit top coat shoes socks underwear and here on the dresser his billfold wristwatch car keys and identification
0: pass. I see but uh, hey what's this piece of rock on the desk
1: mm, it must have belonged to Paul perhaps a uh, paperweight Hmm. Funny-looking thing, isn't it? Oh, uh, hey. It's sure heavier than it looks, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it seems to be very dense. Perhaps one of Paul's experiments. I see. Well, I think that about covers everything in here. Now I will show you the outer area and the security with which we... Professor? Yeah? Have, uh, have you
0: got any theory about Paul's disappearance?
1: Yeah, Herr Lodges. I have a theory. What? No one would believe me. It, uh, it is too fantastic. Try me. Well, you have been told that there is no way for a man to leave this center without passing through the checkpoints. But this is not strictly true. Theoretically, there, there is a way. One way. Really? How? By going up, Herr Rogers. Straight up.
3: Hello? Miss Evans? Yes? One moment, please. Here you are, Roy. She's on the phone. Thank you. Hello, Dale.
0: Roy, have you found out anything? No, not really, Dale. I'm just on my way out of the center... I'll be there in about a half an hour. How's Julia?
4: Oh, she's very upset, Roy. Didn't you learn anything?
0: I'm afraid not, Dale. Is Julia there?
4: No. She went for a walk over to Davis Park. Why?
0: Nothing. I, uh, I'll tell you when I get there.
4: All right, Roy. See you later.
0: Bye. Julia went for a walk over to Davis Park.
3: I see. Roy, I think I'd better have her watched.
0: Why don't you let me talk to her first?
3: Well... Okay, but I'm sure you realize how serious this is from many angles. Paul was working on a top-secret project. He must have found a way to leave the center without being seen, and he must have had a reason not to take his clothes and personal effects with him. We've got to find out how he left and why. I'm sure he'll contact his wife sooner or later. He's very much in love with her.
0: Yes, I know. I'll question her.
3: Good. I, I hate to think this of Paul Sanders. He... He was cleared by security right down the line. But, well, there's always a chance that... Well, that's a terrible thing to say, but... You mean there's a chance
0: that he turned traitor,
3: went over to the other side? It's a possibility. There's another possibility, too. What's that?
0: It's possible that Paul Sanders is dead. (laughs)
3: Hey, Roy, here's the detection lock straight ahead. You can find your way from here.
0: Sure, thanks. I'll call you in the morning after I've talked to Julia.
3: Good. So long.
0: Bye. What
2: in
4: the... Stay where you are, Mr. Rogers. Don't move.
3: What is it, soldier? What's the matter? It's Mr. Rogers, sir. He's been contaminated by radiation. Oh, don't be alarmed, Roy. Rush him to the decontamination room at once. Yes, sir. Don't worry, Mr. Rogers. We'll have you fixed up in a jiffy. Well, I can't understand it. What, sir?
0: How could I be radioactive? I didn't touch anything.
3: Well, sir, sometimes... Wait a minute.
0: I did touch something.
3: What was that, sir?
0: A small paperweight. A small, heavy paperweight.
4: your back.
0: What's the matter? Oh, it's Julia, Roy. She ain't showed up yet.
4: Roy, I'm worried. She was so upset when she left.
0: Hmm. Well, maybe we'd better drive over to the park and have a look around.
4: Hi, everybody. Oh, Julia. Julia, where Word. have you been? We were so worried. Oh, I'm sorry if I worried you. The, the night was so beautiful and clear, I, I just couldn't stop walking.
0: Julia, you shouldn't be wandering around by yourself. Frankly, Mr. Forbes is very suspicious.
4: Suspicious?
0: Yes, He he's even thinking about having you watched. Oh,
4: well,
0: why? Well, there's something very mysterious about Paul's disappearance—the way he disappeared and why. Forbes thinks that Paul may contact you.
4: I see. Well, he's right. What do you oh, mean? I—I I didn't tell you the whole truth. I—I I haven't just been walking.
0: Did you see Paul tonight? No,
4: no, I didn't see Paul, but I—I I saw a friend of his. He told me that Paul is safe and well, and and as soon as possible, I'll be able to join him. Join him? Where? Up there. Up there. On one of those planets. You don't believe me, do you? You don't believe any of it.
0: All right, Julia. Now, take it easy and and tell us about it again. You say a spaceship landed in the park, and this, this man came up to you? Yes.
4: At least... Well, I, I guess he was a man. He he was wearing a heavy suit that covered him from head to foot. But he must have been a man because I I understood what he said. Well, what did he sound like, dear? Sound like? Well, now that I think of it, I I don't believe he spoke at all. Not really spoke, but I I, I could hear him. Julia, you're upset. This disappearance of Paul. I'm and... not crazy. I'm not upset, and I'm not losing my mind. I didn't imagine it. I didn't. All right, dear. Paul is safe and well and I'm going to join him. He said so.
0: Did he say when you could join Paul?
4: No. Just for me to be ready at at any time.
0: Well, I, I suppose it's possible but
4: Possible? Oh, of course it's possible. I'm surprised at you. Who are you calling, Roy?
0: Mr. Forbes. I think I should tell him something. Oh,
4: you're wasting your breath, Roy. He'll never believe my story.
0: Hello? Mr. Forbes? This is Roy Rogers. Oh, no. No, I'm fine. The decontamination boys took care of everything. No, she's back now. Yes. Yes, I've talked to her. Well, the first thing I think you should do is to have that paperweight analyzed. The paperweight on Paul's desk in his room. Yes, I do. I think you might find it very interesting.
3: Another planet, huh? Well, that's quite a story. I think we'd better have Mrs. Sanders put under observation at once.
0: Well, she said you wouldn't believe her.
3: Roy, I'm a practical man. I have to be. It'd be so easy to accept this fantastic explanation and let it go at that, but... Ah, guten tag,
1: Herr Rogers. Come in,
3: Professor. Roy has just told me a fantastic story. Uh, Really? Mrs. Sanders claims to have seen a spaceship and a man from space. She says that Paul Sanders is on another planet and she's going to join him.
1: I see. And do you believe this story, Herr Rogers? Well, I don't completely doubt it. I... I think it's possible. so good. You're a very smart man, Herr Rogers. Oh, now, Professor, don't tell me you believe it. I have had this theory for some time now, Herr Forbes. But why is the whole idea so impossible for you to accept? Our government is spending millions of dollars a year investigating, photographing, and pursuing, or trying to, what they have chosen to call UFOs unidentified flying objects during the past years many persons have mysteriously disappeared from the face of earth never to be seen again and you actually
3: believe that these people were taken to another planet some of them perhaps as i said
1: before it is not impossible
3: all right you stick to your theory and i'll stick to mine The first thing I'm going to do is put a 24-hour watch on Julia Sanders.
1: I have another suggestion, Herr Forbes, before you waste your time. Yes? Why don't you give Mr. Sanders a lie detector test?
2: The Roy Rogers Show went off the air on July 21st, 1955. His television series ran until June 9th, 1957
4: you, you do not have to submit to this test unless you want to yes i understand
0: and from what i've been told the results may or may not be satisfactory we're all ready if you are
4: all right doctor we'll wait right here Julia. now try to keep calm will you don't you worry dale I, i'm not afraid not in the least